Welcome back to the Seeking Hope podcast. This is your host, Shelley Penamaki. So with everything going on right now in this pandemic and fear-based society, we are hearing a lot of things lately. So some of the things you might be hearing right now is don't panic, you know, stay positive, calm down, don't be afraid, fear not, do not be discouraged. This, of course, is much easier said than done, especially in times like these that we're currently living in. Stop the hoarding. Don't worry, there'll be more. But it's, it's hard to grasp. It's hard to hold on to. But as believers and with a faith in Christ, we have some opportunities and we've been hearing a lot of this and, and, and people have been preaching particular scriptures over and over again. And I was thinking, well, I need to send something out and I, and I wanted to talk about that. But I started to do some research. And these sayings, are they're nothing new. And I started looking at what did I want to communicate to my listeners? And so I went in and said, well, how many times does God really talk about don't fear, stop fearing, uh, fear not? Did you know that in the Bible it says over 365 times to fear not? It struck me as kind of odd when I actually got the number. I knew it was big, but I got the number and went, wow, that is one time for every day of the year. Now, I don't think it's a coincidence that God says, fear not, 365 times. Do you think he knows something? I think so. We need to be reminded, not just in this pandemic setting, but every single day. Fear paralyzes us. Fear takes over. It is something that we say we can't help. But we also have to remember that fear is a gift. There's... Uh, the understanding that we may have a little bit of fear in us, but that motivates us to do something else. We have a fear of falling off a cliff. Well, if I'm standing on the edge of the cliff and I look over, yeah, I may need to back up. So that creates an, an opportunity for us to, you know, assess things, go take a look at what's really going on around us, find out what our surroundings are. So fear from that perspective is okay. But when it paralyzes us and we lose self-control and what we're supposed to be really doing, looking at, and that's part of you know the CARES model that we teach here at Seeking Hope. Um, the C is being connecting, but the A is that, that assessing it. When I looked back and said, 365 times, Lord, you told me to fear not. That must mean that you know that I am a fouled sinner. I've got faults. I have frailties. I have things that I'm living in in this broken world that I'm going to need to be reminded that many times, at least once a day, to fear not. So as I look at this, I go, wow, why, why do we think that is? Well, not only do we live in a fear-based world, but we are fear-driven people. Are in this world, we have a marketing teams that talk about fear tactics or scare tactics. It's a way to get people to 
engage in a desired behavior. It's no wonder, long before this tactic was ever coined, that God himself, written thousands of years ago, knew that we needed to be reminded not to be afraid, that he's got it all in control. He is the victor over all of this. And so he needed to remind us. So he did 365 times to not be afraid, to stop fearing. See, we have a short memory. And thank God, he already knew that about us. So he told us each and every day. See, I'm a type of person who likes to look for the good in the midst of the bad. That's my, there's got to be something good in here. You know, God uses all of these opportunities and he will use the really bad thing that's happening to reset us, to give us an opportunity to find something better. And so I look for those things. So I was looking through the scriptures going, which, you know, which one of those 365 did I really want to focus on? And one continued to jump out at me and I prayed about it and thought about it. And so I came across 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control, or what you might hear as self-discipline. See, God gave Timothy the gifts of power, love, and self-discipline. Those gifts were being weakened by the world that was around him. He was having self-doubt and he was, you know, concerned and I don't think I can do this. Sound very familiar? I think we all do that. And it's a natural thing to happen by us living in this broken world. It's a byproduct of this world. See, Timothy needed to reignite these God-given gifts to resume the dominance in his life of love and power and self-discipline or self-control. To restore these highly effective gifts for his ministry's sake and for our well-being and our life's sake. See, Timothy received these gifts by the prophecy when the body of elders laid hands upon him, which was in 1 Timothy 4.14. You can check that out. But Paul is being reminded, Paul is reminding Timothy that these are gifts. Least he forget that they came from God. These are not ordinary gifts. These are God-given gifts. Paul's encouraging Timothy to remember that God is in control and his doubts, his fears, were not part of the gifts that came from God. Let us rise and take this into question. Can you lose a gift from God? I challenge you. Do you think you can lose a gift from God? Well, according to Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, 6, 6, Paul reminds Timothy to fan the flames of the gifts he receives. You know, sometimes we get gifts and we think the person, we think they're exciting, we put them off to the side and we may not pay attention to them. Some gifts need to be nurtured. Some gifts need to be expanded upon. But there's gifts that we need to take into consideration that when they're given to us and we accept them, we receive them, then that belongs to us. At times we're going to feel lost or not close to God. 
But is that real? No, it's not. God has not changed. He doesn't change. He hasn't moved. He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us. But we may have stepped back in the turmoil of this world and where things get kind of chaotic and and overwhelmed. We lose track of him. He never lose track of us. Paul teaches that Christians, that followers of Christ, we have a responsibility not only to accept those gifts from God, but to use them as they were intended for the ministry and the kingdom of God. He's giving us gifts. When we receive those gifts, we take possession of those gifts. Then God can use us within that. I don't know about you, but all I want to hear when I reach heaven and I see Jesus face to face is, well done, good and faithful servant, that I've used the gifts he's given me to minister to, to care for, to look after others. And I'm hoping that that's where you're at as well. So we must exercise self-control by remembering that the power comes from the Holy Spirit. So when we're feeling weak or we're fearful, and those are not from God. It's from the world. The enemy comes to steal and destroy, to deceive us. You can only be stolen from if you had something already that belongs to you. When you received those gifts, you accepted those gifts from God. They belong to you. Protect what is yours. What is God given to you and that you've received? Protect that. How how do I protect that? Well, the interesting thing is, is that God has already given you the best security system ever. And you need to put it into place. What is that though? Well, it's the full armor of God. It is yet another gift that if you have it in your possession, you have accepted that gift from God. It belongs to you and it will protect you. It's one of my favorites. Um, The armor of God, which is Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Pray it over yourself. Pray it over your family, over your home, over your workplace, over your children. You have that gift. A full-fledged security system that can't be taken away from you. Our response is to make the right decisions and to take action with those gifts. I would challenge you that when we don't accept or respond or act on the gifts given to us by God, that is when the doubts, the timidness, the weakness, the fear, the enemy creeps in and overshadows all of our gifts. See, the enemy is real. God tells us that he's real to watch out for, to be on guard. But he's given us everything to be on guard with. Know the enemy's tactics. Know his character. So you can know that it's him that is trying to deceive you, to try to steal your gifts that have been given to you by God. See, they belong to you. And if you choose not to allow them to be stealed, not to allow them to be taken from you, to wear that armor of God and to call on God's name in the middle of all of that, then you're going to be safe. You don't have to fear. God says, fear not, for I am with you. 
most powerful thing you can say is just Jesus' name. Jesus, be in the middle of this. Jesus, help me. (laughs) I counsel people. I say the best possible prayer you can say is, Jesus, help me. And thank you, Jesus. That's all you got to remember. See, God's words tells us who the enemy really is. Over and over again, throughout the Bible, he's an adversary. He's a thief. He's a killer. He's a deceiver. He steals. He destroys. And when you're feeling defeated and destroyed and timid and weak and full of fear, that's not of God. So call on his name. God's word also says to test it, to ensure against false prophets. You'll find a lot of that in 1 John, starting in chapter 4. It really helps us to understand what's going on. So, like any other gifts, we must accept them. We must use it. We must cultivate it. And we have to use it to impact ourselves and others. Just like on the airlines, they would tell you to put your mask on first before you put someone else's mask on. Cultivate yourself first. Bind up yourself in the power of God that he's given you already. See, the Holy Spirit is the gift giver of the power, the love, and the self-control. See, I expect these gifts not just to be like your regular gift that you receive from your mom or whomever on a birthday or a holiday. But these are supernatural gifts. They are supercharged. They are divine in nature. Beyond our normal capacity of power, love, and self-control, these come supercharged because they come from the Holy Spirit himself. Spirit states over and over again that he does not bring fear. We have to take that as the gospel truth. That is, in fact, the truth. So who do you want to accept gifts from? Who is it saying it's to? Who are they saying it's from? Are they from the enemy? If it's fear, if it's timidness, it's weakness, it's self-doubt. You can choose to accept that or to say, no, that's not the gift giver that I accept my gifts from because mine is the Holy Spirit. Mine is God himself. See, The enemy will provide, though, that self-destructive nature, that self-destructiveness. And he wraps those gifts up for us. We talked about, you know, the adversity and the thief, deceiver. See, Satan is, he's tricky. He will actually come in and, and make it look like it's truly a gift when in fact it's not. We get to decide. God's word says to test it, to ensure against that false prophet. We know when it comes from God and when it doesn't. Examine your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak loudly in volumes to you so that you know where it's from. And make sure you're not so excited about taking every gift that's presented to you. Is it meant for you? Is it really from God himself? Or is it a pretty little package that's given to you just a little bit to bring that self-doubt. One of the things that comes to mind is when I was a child and I remembered a Christmas way back and 
there's the Christmas tree and in our family tradition that they wrapped all the presents and they constantly grew under the tree and come about the 23rd or the 24th, you look at there and go, wow, look at all of those gifts. Wouldn't it just, as you gaze at it thinking, wow, wouldn't it be great in imagining all of those were just mine. But those gifts had a to and a from. Were they to my brother? Were they to my mom? Were they to my dad? Were they to my sister? Were they to me? And who were they from? Who did you get to thank for that gift? <laughs> if I started to open those gifts, thinking they're all for me and what a great thing that would be, my mood would change very quickly. As a young girl, what am I going to do with a new pair of leather carpenter bags? You see, my father was a carpenter and it wasn't unusual for him to get tools or a new set of bags that he wore around his waist as he went about building things. As a young girl, it's not going to do anything for me. But for my father, he would use those bags that he could build a house that could become our home. Who is the gift to and who is the gift from? Before you just receive everything that comes your way, be discerning. The Holy Spirit will help you to discern that. Not all gifts are meant just for you. Nor are all gifts good. Seek the Holy Spirit out to discern those gifts and to take action on them. What did God, the Holy Spirit, give us and give Timothy after the elders had laid hands upon him? What was Paul trying to remind him of here? that power, love, and self-discipline came from God. Remember, these are supercharged, powerful gifts from the Holy Spirit himself. Now, power was listed first in Timothy, the scripture we're talking about here. And it makes me wonder, hmm, does that mean that love and self-discipline is even more powerful because it came in that order? I'm not a theologian and I don't know, but I know Kai doesn't do anything on accident. Everything is listed in an order that he deems fit. I imagine that power, with it being listed first, that that makes the second two even more extraordinary. If love is an action, a verb to be used and acted upon, then perhaps the self-discipline or self-control in the gift that it was given to our mind and the way we think. God has covered all of our bases, our body, our mind, and our spirit. So in that way, the power is to cover and over our you know, body, mind, and spirit. And the spirit lives in with us. And how much more powerful could that possibly be? For he has given it to us. I looked at um, Isaiah eleven two. It said, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. That reverence, that Almighty, he is so powerful. Wow. Now that's a fear I'd like to have in my heart all the time. So much reverence and so much love. The Spirit, the spirit will be upon Timothy 
an additional reminder, just as it is for us. See, John 14, 27 states that peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. God's peace, he's given it to you. I do not give to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. God leaves it for you, but you have to accept it. The peace is from God, the Spirit, Jesus himself. Fear is of this world. God does not give as the world gives. If the gift giving looks and feels different, it should be tested. God gives by heavenly traits, not by worldly traits. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That's from Romans 8.15. We can cry out, Abba, Father, I receive my sonship from you, my adoption. I am a holy child of God. The verses clearly confirm that these gifts are from God and which gifts are not from God. You get to choose, just as you chose to follow Christ. With every relationship, you get to choose how close that relationship you will have with that. God has chosen to give it all to you. The key word is given. You, in turn, get to choose to receive it. By default, by not making a choice to choose to take or receive, then you're going to get what the world gives, and that's from the enemy. Either that will happen, or you can choose to take what God has given you. But you get to make the choice. Accept the supernatural powers and gifts from God of love and self-control. But these gifts, put these gifts into action. Protect these gifts with the security system that's already been given to you again of the armor of God. Fan the flames when necessary. Call out to him, Abba, Father. Rejoice and do not be ashamed. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. Fear not. 365 days a year. And if you need more, you can take more than one a day. Thank you for joining me. If you'd like to get some more information or free resources to help battle this in your mind, body, and soul, check out my website at seekinghope.com. Until next time, be blessed.